Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing good. Good, that took you a second and a half. Oh, go me. Yeah. No, that's a long time. It is? Yeah. You don't want to have more than like a second of silence. Oh, well. Such is the story of our lives. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. We did this already. Oh, you look good. (laughs) Thank you. All right, starting out with the Disney Park blog. Um, Disney has donated school supplies. That's right. Now? It's October. But do you know what that means? What? 16,000 Central Florida students resumed face-to-face learning this week. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So Disney World and A Gift for Teaching, which is a nonprofit in Central Florida, have been working together for two decades to help make a difference in local schools. Um, so Disney, as they do every year, have been, uh, have been working on putting some stuff together and, um, they are providing students with lanyards and water bottles, uh, to replace communal drinking fountains. They've, uh, donated 5,000 reusable shopping bags to support their new curbside pickup models and various merchandise items to spread mat to spread magic in the classroom. Fun. Yeah. So they gave them a whole bunch of merchandise bags and everything. They gave them 100,000 reusable bags, thousands of water bottles and lanyards, back-to-school essentials like backpacks, and incentive items uh, to the school, Central Florida schools and organizations. Okay. So Nice. Good for them. Disney, even in these tough times, is a good partner in the community. They are. All right. Um, Disney Hello Moments has some new things on their site today. That's right. They put out a bunch of pictures of mansions and manors which is a pretty cool look at mansions and manors, uh, haunted mansions and manors from around the Disney parks world. Okay. And then part two of Happy Haunts, the Happy Haunts edition of Paper Parks is out. That's right. It is up. And uh, this week's, well, this edition, not necessarily this week's, um, goes along with the home decorations that they released last week, the uh, skeleton, uh, the stuff we talked about. The skeleton garland and all that. Yep. Um, this set of printable activity sheets includes cup sleeves, napkin rings, placement, and snack or candy boxes inspired by the interior details of the haunted mansion. Um, so there are going to be two more versions of the Disney Paper Parks Happy Haunts Edition. Oh, before, I can't. Before Halloween. Can't wait. Yeah, I know you can't. All right, Disney is holding their first ever virtual play date. What is this? So, well, it's their first ever frozen virtual play date. So they've done other virtual play dates before? I don't know. <laughs> You're so uninformed. They have not done a frozen virtual play date before, though. So this is going to be their first virtual frozen play date. Okay, what's a virtual play date? So it is a, essentially a fan fest. Um, so Frozen 2 has been out for almost a year. And on October 18th, they're going to have a play date hosted by Aisha Curry. It's going to be a day's worth of new and curated content that you can enjoy from your home, complete with digital adventures and immersive activities uh, featuring new exciting products inspired by Frozen 2 because we're very close to Christmas time, so we need to get these items out into the stores. That's right. Um, And then they're also going to provide an exclusive first look at the trailer for Once Upon a Snowman, which is a new short from Walt Disney Animation Studios uh, about the life of Olaf, which is premiering on Disney Plus on October 23rd. So they will have a sing-along choreographed dance lesson, lessons, an American Sign Language tutorial of Show Yourself, an opportunity to learn how to draw Olaf. Uh, they're going to have a special Frozen Fashion Week fashion show from the United Kingdom. 
they're also going to have vignettes and uh, never before. Oh, sorry. Uh, imaginative vignettes and never before seen styles that uh, use key elements from the story and their characters during the fashion show. And then they are also going to uh, feature uh, Lego toys, stuff from Party City, Shop Disney, bedding, toys, decor, costumes. Uh, so, so it's it is, another opportunity for sales. It is an entire opportunity for sales. Um, beginning today, you can go to Disney.com slash Frozen Fan Fest for a full schedule of events. And once again, that takes place on October 18th and begins at 9 a.m. Pacific time at 12 p.m. Eastern. All right. Yeah. Um, we have some updates on the California situation, as we're going to call it. Yes. So it was announced on Monday that Governor Newsom has decided uh, he's going to send members of his team to Walt Disney World so they can get a firsthand observation of how Florida theme parks are operating amid the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Governor Newsom says, I want my folks, I want folks to come back and tell me what they saw, what their experience was. Um, the d- executive director of the California Attractions and uh, Parks Association, CAPA, says that they applaud the governor for accepting our, vi- our invitation to visit California's iconic parks. And we are eager to be- work together so that theme parks can reopen responsibly and soon. So I guess he's starting to see the light. So um, wait, so he's going to see the California parks? No, but the California parks have also invited him there so that they can get a firsthand look at what their protocols are Because they already are have everything kind of in place. Right. Now, uh, this story came out Monday, which mm. was yesterday, as we record on, on Tuesday. Right. And it said at this time the dates for Newsom's team heading to Walt Disney World uh, were not known. However, it was revealed today that his team had already visited the theme parks and they were back in California. Okay. So he's telling people on Monday that he's sending a team to Florida, but the team was already back in California by that time. So can't this guy get like he can't even get it? He can't even get his story straight. I don't know if that's the case though. If it were me and you're trying to send basically what's supposed to be an undercover uh, operation over there, because if you send if you say they're coming and then they come. They're obviously going to try to make sure that everything in your path is exactly how it should be. If you just show up, you know, under the cover of just being regular park guests, I think it's more authentic what you bring well, back. Well, it, it doesn't say that his team was going undercover. No, but anyway, that's my thought on so, it. So um, Disney has made it explicitly clear that they are not happy about uh, being restricted from opening uh, Disneyland. And uh, then the California Health Secretary... Um, has stated that the Disneyland reopening guidelines will be released when we're ready. That Orange County is still in a red tier status, um, and that status means that there are four to seven new cases per day for every 100,000 people. It's a pretty small number. They need to get it down to one to 3.9 cases per day. Um, But Dr. Gailey has reiterated the reopening dates and guidelines for theme parks will come out when we're ready. We will continue to lead with public health and look at our data, slow and stringent moving forward. I just kind of want to slap her. And at this point, opening up sometime in 2023. Yeah, right. And that would be Dr. Mark Gailey. So you might want to slap him. That's fine. Yeah. I actually prefer that. Yes. All right. um, So Disney Springs in California um, had, there used to be a virtual reality experience there called The Void, and that is now officially closed. That's right. Well, it officially closed in July, um, but now the final nail is in the coffin as the signage has been removed. Okay. Um, The Void is a chain. There's only probably like eight of them Mm -hmm. 
um, of virtual reality experiences. I know there's a couple in uh, Colorado, uh, the ski resorts and stuff. So there are some across the country, but they no longer exist at uh, Orlando or Anaheim. All right. Uh, Bob Chapek put out a statement about the Walt Disney World theme parks. He did. In an interview with CNBC, he stated that the Walt Disney World theme parks are capped at a 25% capacity and will remain at that level until the CDC guidelines change. All right. So, uh, you know, there have been people reporting that uh, the the crowds are getting bigger. That they must have, like, upped their percentages or something like that. But Chapek, Chapek says that they're not going past 25%. And, you know, it doesn't mean that the numbers aren't up. The numbers very well may be up, but that's because maybe only 10% of capacity was what was showing up before. Right. And now they're, you know, they're getting a lot closer to their 25%. Yep. All right. Um, In Epcot, there's a new annual pass shopping opportunity. That's right. There is a pop-up shop in the Epcot Germany Pavilion beginning October 14th, and it will feature exclusive annual pass holder merchandise as well as new World Showcase merchandise. Um, The pop-up shop will exist from October 14th through November 17th um, on weekdays, Monday through Friday, from 11.30 a.m. to park closing. Okay. In Hollywood Studios, they are testing new hard plexiglass dividers on Rise of the Resistance. I think that's the story right there. Yeah. Well, they were the, like, shower curtains before. That's right. In September. Well, no, that was the soft divider. (laughs) Not a shower curtain. It was a shower curtain. It was a shower curtain. Um, But now they are adding a a hard plexiglass divider. And it's just a a set of two dividers that go behind Mm -hmm. the four seats in the front. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the the nice thing about the clear plexiglass, these hard dividers, is those shower curtain-y ones. You couldn't see through well. No. You know, if you've ever seen a, a... plastic shower curtain who hasn't <laughs> uh, they're not easy well some people don't have plastic shower curtains it's, it's kind of wavy plastic shower kind of wavy to look through. right all right um also at hollywood studios guests are being queued into the backstage area for smugglers run yep um there's an area over by first order cargo that they are utilizing um the wait on millennium falcon has been up to around 100 to 110 minutes so they've just uh, given some relief to the in-park areas by opening up uh, a set of, well, they look like blast doors maybe. Um, and you kind of go out into a backstage area where, yeah, you can see, you know, cars parked there and support buildings. And, right. But it, uh, it helps maintain that right. six-foot distance. Right. So. Very good. Um, in Animal Kingdom, the safari truck has been removed from the goat exhibit. That's right. We mentioned last week that on the, uh, it's not even official yet. We know it's a goat exhibit. It's been being built for the past month, month and a half. Uh, And last week, a uh, truck did appear on the left side of the exhibit. And that truck is now gone. Now, it could be due to the fact that they've got a series of stakes set out there right now. I don't know what they're staking things out for. Um, but they might have had to have moved the truck to uh, get the stakes in the ground. So weird. So the question is, will the truck return? <laughs> Do the goats need a truck? Uh, I don't know. I hope they're the little goats, like the people put in pajamas. The little pygmy bo- pygmy goats? Yeah, I love those goats in pajamas. They are cute. All right, some toll plaza updates. What? A toll plaza update? Your favorite. That's right. Uh, just the second set, uh, second section of the toll plaza has uh, been primed. Uh, so it is uh, going to be getting the royal blue treatment uh, very soon. 
and that is the three lanes in the center left of the toll plaza for those of you following at home. <laughs> it is, is essentially the letter uh, L through C. In what? Celebrate? In welcome. Oh, welcome. Yeah. The celebrate doesn't yeah. have. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, in resort news, the opening of Coronado Springs has been pushed back a little bit. That's right. That opening date has been pushed back to October 16th. What do you think they're doing with the people who were booked there before that? Moving them somewhere else. I think they're probably moving them to uh, Caribbean Beach. Probably. That's what they do to everybody, which is a bummer because Coronado's way nicer. Although that's not true because I had guests, uh, for those of you who don't know, I happen to be a Disney travel agent, um, but uh, I had some guests that were supposed to stay at Port Orleans, and since Port Orleans is closed, um, they actually moved them to Coronado. Mm, Well, a lot of good that's going to do. Right. Um, also, Art of Animation is going to, has an opening date. That's right. They're going to be opening November 1st. And if you are going to be at Art of Animation when they first open, um, here's what's going to be open. The Drop-Off Pool Bar, Landscape of Flavors, which is their quick service food court. Uh, of course, you'll be having the mobile order from there. The Ink and Paint Shop, which is their uh, store, will be open. And then as far as activities go, they will have the pools, poolside activities and movies under the stars. Um, however, that's not going to be the case for long because beginning in early 2021, the Big Blue Pool, uh, starting on January 11th, is going to be undergoing refurbishment. Um, but that's okay, never fear, because the Flip and Fins Pool, Cozy Cone Pool, and the Schoolyard Spray Ground will remain open to guests during well, that thank time. Goodness. That's right. All right. In a strange story, guns were found in guests' luggage at the Polynesian. Yes. So this was last month, uh, it was during Labor Day weekend, uh, and a, a guest from South Florida brought an AR-15 and a 9mm handgun uh, to Walt Disney World uh, because of his concerns of his family's safety while social justice protests were taking place in Central Florida. Um, his guns were in a tennis bag when he checked into the Polynesian, and the cast member who brought the man's bags to the room questions why the questions why the bags were so heavy and then discovered the guns. Uh, the situation was reported to a manager who contacted the sheriff's office. The man did have a concealed weapons permit and was not arrested. However, Disney did offer to store the guns for him until the end of his trip. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Do you think that Disney has an armory somewhere that um, they stored these guns? I don't know. I mean, they've got to have guns. Yeah, I would guess. Somewhere. It's not the part of Disney I usually think about. No. A new app has been launched for the Aulani Resort. And spa. Uh, That's (laughs) right. So if you are headed to the Aulani Resort and spa, you can go on to whatever your uh, app store is, whether, you know, it's Google or uh, Apple, and you can search on Aulani or Hawaii or Koalina, and you can get the Aulani mobile app, which will allow you to mobile, uh, I'm sorry, to manage your reservation details, to access online check-in, to explore activities on the daily schedule, and find points of interest. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Over in Disney Springs, this is really sad news for me. But apparently for the last two weeks, Wolfgang Puck has been closed, and now we can see that it's going to be permanent. That's right. All of the exterior signs and menus have been removed and dark drapes cover all of the windows. I'm so sad. So Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill, which is in the town center section of Disney Springs, is yeah. still open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the, express the, the, one is the closed. Wolfgang Puck Express 
you know, going in there to get a, a pizza. Oh, it was great. Or a nice little meal. It was sort of like an in-between um, of like a fast food and a sit down. So like the food was the quality of table service and, you know, nice and hot and everything. And they brought it to your table, but you went up and waited in line to order. Right. Um, And the price point was good. However, that was unique before the whole other side of Disney Springs opened. So while it was still downtown Disney, I mean, Wolfgang Puck Express has been there for many, many, many years. And that was kind of a unique thing to be able to get that sort of high quality food um, at a lower price point. But now with uh, the Polite Pig and Deluxe Burger and all these other things that opened up sort of on the new side, uh, there's probably not as much of a need for it anymore. Right. Like, I wonder if people are going to Blaze for pizza I mean, instead we of have, Wolfgang I mean, Puck Express. Wolfgang Puck Express was our go-to. That and Earl of Earl Sandwich. Of Sandwich yeah. Those were like the two that we always went to. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've been to either in a number of years. No. Because, because the Polite so Pig there. is so good. Last time we tried Deluxe Burger... Um, yeah, so I, I kind of get it, but I'm bummed. If they told me that if I went, they would stay open, then I would have gone. You would have gone. <laughs> well, little did you know. I know. Um, so in Disney business news, Disney has undergone a major reorganization of their entertainment division. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. Um, on Monday, they announced a major restructuring of their media and entertainment divisions in order to give a better position to their direct-to-consumer approach. Uh, they're going to centralize all of their media into a single organization. Um, so they are essentially organizing the studios, um, general entertainment, and sports into one uh, one group. Okay. Uh, this essentially is turning Disney into a streaming company because each of those groups uh, involves streaming. Um, Disney has recently passed between their three streaming platforms, uh, Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and Hulu Plus, uh, which they are a major stakeholder in, uh, 100 million subscribers Wow! Uh, across those three networks. So obviously streaming is the way it's going. Um, Bob Chapek says that managing content creation distinct from distribution will allow us to be more effective and nimble in making the content consumers want most delivered in the way they prefer to consume it. Um, so, you know, the primary focus, like I said here, is streaming. Um, and under the studios... Uh, That's going to be Walt Disney Studios, which includes live action and Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Studios, and Searchlight Pictures. In the entertainment, uh, general entertainment section, that's going to include 20th Century, I'm sorry, 20th Television, ABC Signature and Touchstone Television, ABC News, the Disney Channels, Freeform, FX, and National Geographic. And then the sports division will cover ESPN and sport content, which includes both ESPN's live sports uh, sports pro- programming and the cable channels for ESPN Plus and ABC. Um, so, uh, you know, this, this kind of shifts things around. Um, it's good for the company. Um, stocks, uh, actually Disney stock increased by 5% on Tuesday after the announcement was open which gave them about $11 billion in additional uh, capital value. Good. So that is good for the company, and hopefully it is, uh, it is good for uh, Disney. You know, they, they've obviously seen during these past six months that they can't put all of their eggs in the uh, theme park and vacation businesses mm-hmm. um, because something like this, you know, they've been disrupted now for seven months. Right. So this is a good thing. Okay. 
Um, and then maybe they're going to talk about this at the Virtual Investor Day that the Walt Disney Company is going to host. That's right. They are going to host a Virtual Investor Day on December 10th, where they will provide further details of their direct-to-consumer strategies. All right. Um, this That was announced along with the restructuring. And um, on November 12th, they will have their uh, in. They will have their uh, investors meeting, which in which they will discuss the fiscal full year and the fourth quarter 2020 financial results. All right. Moving over to Universal, uh, Universal Orlando, the VelociCoaster has had some details added. Yeah, this is really starting to shape up now. Uh, they've added electric fencing. I don't think it's real. Um, <laughs> waterfalls uh, and additional details. So it, it looks like it's uh, it's going to be an intense an intense ride, but it really does. You really do get the feeling that there's a raptor paddock there, uh, you know, and that they're trying to keep the raptors in. How how the roller coaster is going to fit into that, uh, we will soon see. Very cool. Yeah. And we had heard about the SeaWorld security guards possibly forming a union. I guess they voted on that, and they have voted no. They did. They voted 23 to 10 against unionizing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, they didn't want to unionize. I'm there's I'm it's not all uh, flowers and rainbows. I'm sure no, there's a downside not. to it. So there is. Well, that's it. You have anything uh, before we end here? I don't think so. All right. So that's it. It's a pretty short show for us today. Twenty one minutes until Friday. I'm Tony and I'm Cheryl and you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time podcast. <laughs>